all anyone is talking about is Avengers. So you may be shocked to discover there are other movies out. This is a Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. How do you make a film about Pikachu when Pokemon can't talk? We find out with Detective Pikachu. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Sisters in arms. The Hustle stars Australia's own Rebel Wilson, but it's the director that might surprise you. You should be dancing your ass off. And is Poms about Diane Keaton and Jackie Weaver forming an octogenarian cheerleading team or the English? We find out. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Kyron Wheatley and I've seen heaps of movies, but none of those. Luckily, Vary McIntyre and Michael Campbell both have. Now, as always, we have a Village Cinema's Gold Class Double Pass giveaway. But first... I remember. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Pokemon dominated my childhood. I got a Nintendo Color just so I could play Pokemon Red and then Gold and the rest. I still download their games and muck around with it a bit these days. So I have a huge soft spot and I'm really looking forward to what Ryan Reynolds does with a character that is a non-verbal pocket monster who's become a detective. I also am a huge Pokemon fan, so I went into this with zero expectations because I didn't want to be disappointed. And I was... So not disappointed. This is amazing. So it follows the story. So lower your expectations. Yeah, is that what so you're saying? forget what I said. And uh, yeah, just go into it. <laughs> it's amazing, but don't think that before you go in. <laughs> so this story follows Tim and he's about the only person in the world who doesn't have a Pokemon. Sadly, his father passes away and he has to travel into Rhyme City and meets his father's partner who is a talking Pikachu and in his own words is a world-class detective. He doesn't know why though because he has no memory of this and maybe Ooh, like a memento situation. <laughs> mm, maybe Tim's father isn't dead and maybe they have to go find him and figure out what's happened. Yeah this, here's something that won't surprise anyone. Never watched Pokemon when I was a kid. Really? Because <laughs> it seems that every time there's like a touchstone from the 90s that comes up I'm always like I didn't watch it I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You love Cartoons and comics and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I think my my nineties. You're have a just web been... of mystery, Cambo. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, because I I was like you, I had no expectation because I didn't watch and I didn't play it and I didn't have the cards. So yeah, I was all like, right. <laughs> God, it's getting a bit much now, isn't he? But I, I you didn't I, like it. The the only one I know really was Pikachu. So I was like, sweet, I'm in there. I know this yeah, one. I think Hollywood agrees yeah, with yeah. you on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I, I like you, lorry expectations, going with no, nothing on the mind. The word I would use to describe this film is not one I thought I would use to describe it. It's super cute. The whole movie is just Well, you really haven't watched Pokemon. Cute. Yeah, right. Yeah. You really don't know what's going on. Catch up. <laughs> That's like the whole well, thing. Because, <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the premises of Pokemon, they trap these wild creatures into a ball, mm-hmm. enslave them and make them fight? Yes. Yes. And that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all cute. These little pocket monsters. Oh, so the enslaved creatures that fight each other, they're cute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing about the movie is Bill Nighy also is in it and his character has created Rhyme City and it's this huge modern metropolis where Pokemon and humans live side by side. There are no Pokeballs. There are no Pokemon fights. That's outlawed. So it is the perfect world for you, Cambo. 
Pokemon's <laughs> woke now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very modern and progressive. There is, a, I mean, one of the main things about Pokemon is they can't talk. They can only say their names. Yes. So does Ryan Reynolds just say Pikachu a thousand times in this film? You do hear that. I'm not sure if it's Ryan Reynolds, but the thing is that... He's playing Pikachu, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't know if he's saying Pikachu. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like Ryan Reynolds says the Pikachu because it sounds like the actual Pikachu from the cartoons, which I know is a woman. Only the main character, played by a guy called Justice Smith, only he can understand Pikachu in this. And to him, Pikachu sounds like Ryan Reynolds. But to everyone else, it's just he Pika sounds like Pika. Pika. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you don't know whether Ryan Reynolds has gone, Pika, Pika. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's what I was kind of half expecting, given that it's going to be Ryan Reynolds' voice. I thought it was going to be like... Deadpool, but he's Pikachu. Mm. And he'd be really irreverent and sarcastic. But it's not. Pikachu in this film is super enthusiastic and he loves everything and he's full of life. So that was a really pleasant surprise that it, you could have easily done the Deadpool version of it. And Ryan Reynolds does bring that kind of, I guess, baggage, though not necessarily negative baggage, but people are assuming he's always just going to be Deadpool. And I like that he wasn't. He I thought that like obviously he's the scene stealer and he's the Probably the best part of the movie is Pikachu. But I love just how full of life he was. He loves everything. He wants to know everything. I saw him on a red carpet for the premiere of Detective Pikachu in Japan, where I assume that they've dubbed the Pikachu's voice in Japanese, which would mean that it's not <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. But there, but there he was. Yeah. That, yeah. What an odd promotional tour that must be. Yeah. Hello, I'm here. I'm not in this version of the movie, but it's good to be with you. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I could stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot. Black as night. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Harry got in too deep. Mixed up the wrong crowd, that kind of thing. Look, you can talk to humans. I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're going to need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? So the story is that Tim is on a mission with Pikachu to find his father. And there's some conspiracy with a tech company and Mewtwo. Cambo, you'll know who that is, the, the big Well, weirdly enough, even though I didn't Pokemon. watch the show or play the cards, I did see Pokemon the movie for okay. some reason as a kid. So I was aware of Because right. you were a kid, that's yeah. why. <laughs> and they team up with this girl called Lucy and she's played by Catherine Newton, who you might know from Big Little Lies. And she's this plucky detective and she's got a side duck companion and they all team up together and they go on this journey and they have to find clues. It is a kind of a, a, a neon detective story by way of the Pokemon universe. So it's CSI Pokemon. Yeah. Listen up. We got ways to make you talk. Or mine. Yeah. So tell us what we want to know. Pipe. Yes. Okay. I can. Shoving. Pushing. My problem is that I push people away and then hate them for leaving. He's saying you can shove it. What? I can shove it? Okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop. You're good cop. No, 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 we're not cops. In my head, I saw that differently. What I was sceptical about going into this movie was how the Pokemon would look. Because we see a little bit in the trailers... And because they're so hyper-realistic, I was scared that they would just look out of place and creepy and weird. And, yeah, the there is, like, a valley. scene with a Lickitung that is a bit creepy. but <laughs> I think intentionally so, though. <laughs> yeah. But overall, it actually really worked. And part of the reason that is, I think, the concept artist called RJ Palmer had drawn some realistic Pokemon sketches online and the production designer of this film saw them because he was looking for – 
inspiration. Inspiration, yeah. And saw this guy's work and was like, we got to hire this guy. And that's what the Pokemon are based on. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah. they did, for the most part, translate pretty well. Hmm. And even though, like I said, I wasn't super familiar with them, I did recognize like all the characters as good kind of, they were kind of cartoony and a little bit uncanny, but it, it works for that reason, because mm. you're right, if they're too realistic, yeah. Well, actually, I didn't know Pikachu was furry. That, that was something that I had to get yeah. used to the idea of that. But like, if you add too many realistic well, what's the elements, alternative, Cambo, can you imagine the yellow skin? Yeah, of a oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I, thought, I mean, they, it has to be furry. I thought Cubone was going to be furry, but he's scaly like a dragon, I guess, or a lizard, and that was weird to me. But mm. I, I think they do a good job enough of setting up all the Pokemon's powers that even. If you're like me, you're a little ignorant to it. You completely get it, and the jokes still land for that for that reason. I think it's one of those things. Like uh, Avengers Endgame was, the more you know, the more you get out of it. But you can go in having not played the games or watched the shows and still completely enjoy it because it is just like good family entertainment. Yeah, and I think what works with that is that it is based on this spin-off game, which is a completely different universe to the episodes of the cartoons and the cartoon features that we've seen. They haven't relied on that knowledge of a real hardcore Pokemon fan. It's not about Ash Ketchum or Team Rocket or Pokemon Battles and things. Up, Kimber, you keeping up, Cambo? <laughs> <laughs> that we know it's something completely different. So it's actually a good step into for people like yourself, Cambo, who yeah. don't know the Pokemon world. You know what I think helps as well? The, at the start of this movie, there's a logo for the production company and the production company is the Pokemon company. And in the same way that Marvel were unsatisfied with the movies other people were making for them, they decided to do it themselves and then now we have the MCU. I think the reason that this does seem to ring kind of true and organic is because Pokemon made it. Yeah. So they were like, this is what we know works about Pokemon. This is what people love about Pokemon. So I like that idea that... Yeah, but they don't make movies. So how is it as a, as a film? No, well, I think the combination of them as a production company and then uh, uh, Warner Brothers or Roadshow here as a production company, they know the film side and Pokemon Company know the Pokemon in and out, similar to how Disney and Marvel know the different separate sides. They work really well together. So who should see this film? This is one of those, uh, they're called like four quadrant films. Like there's four kinds of audience, young, old, male, female, and it kind of the four quadrant film. It kind of appeals to everyone all at once. Kids will love it and it is super kid friendly. But that being said, there's just as many jokes in it for people our age that grew up with Pokemon as well. So we saw it with this big group of people and about half of them didn't know Pokemon at all and the other half were fans and we both got different things out of it. So people who didn't know Pokemon still enjoyed it and then Pokemon fans were a bit more enthused by just, it's a world if it had Pokemon, which is just amazing. It's the they didn't screw it up sentiment, yeah. which makes everyone so happy. <laughs> is this taken? I'll just get a glass of water, please. I have to save all my money because I'm here to find my sister. She's been taken. Taken? Like? Like by men who sell hot white virgins to kajillionaires on yachts. I am very moved by your story. Order anything you like. I'll have a club sandwich and an order of fries. Two slices of cake. Do you want any cake? No. Three slices of cake and a Diet Coke. Impressive. I'm a con artist. Chris Addison is a comedian you might have seen at the Comedy Festival around 2004, 2005 when he was nominated for the best show right here in Melbourne. He went back to the UK to star in The Thick of It, which was the inspiration behind Veep, which he went on to direct more episodes than almost anyone else. And now he's directed Rebel Wilson in big screen movie The Hustle. So this is a director that knows comedy inside out. 
from his own stand-up to directing the biggest comedy TV show on the planet. So I'm very excited to see what he does with film. It's a bit of a buzz phrase that I feel like we say every few weeks where it is a gender-reversed remake. And this is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which itself was a remake of a film from the, the 60s, uh, which is about con men with Michael Caine and Steve Martin. It's a, it's a modern remake with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway now. And they are teaming up together uh, as con women to take down a tech billionaire. Yeah, we haven't seen this one yet. And it looks pretty much like the original movie. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I haven't seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Is, is that one of those ones that everyone's going to hate me for having not seen? No, I, no. I'll say this about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's a movie of its time. Like, I don't know how well. I haven't seen it in maybe like 10 years. And I used to like it as a kid, but I don't know if it would hold up. And maybe it is good that they're refreshing it for that reason. Because the concept is always funny. I think I really like con men movies. It's something about it I find really fascinating. But... Dirty Rotten well, they're Scoundrels. They're just cool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just cool. <laughs> it's good that like you can take something that quintessentially is a fun, cool idea, and if the original doesn't work so much anymore, yeah, reboot it and give it a twist. First lesson: there is nothing more compelling to a man than a vulnerable woman. Observe. Wow, you can just tear up like that. Can you make the tear roll down your cheek? Oh, oh. No, you try. Are you constipated? Anne Hathaway is one of those people that seemingly is adaptable. Where she to say, she, she has like the yeah. Oscar worthy performances from yeah. like Les Mis. Yeah, Tom Hooper. But she's funny. But she's also got the comedy chops. Yeah, and and it's like she's been on SNL and stuff. She is as competent in any genre you can put her in. Mm. Whenever you see an actor that does heavy movies like she tends to do, I always like to see them having fun as well. So you're kind of like, great. I love that it's not all. Oscar bait performances, and you can actually have fun with this movie. And this movie does look like it would have been a ton of fun to make. Yeah. It's like huge ball gowns and huge palaces and rich hotels and stuff like that. Like, what a treat to make this movie. Oh, but her accent in that looks pretty mm, iffy, <laughs> questionable, because yeah. she's got this horrible British accent that's really put on because I guess she's Michael Caine's character who was British. So they're really even just taking that even though Rebel Wilson's character, yeah. she still has her Australian accent. Yeah, but have you heard Rebel Wilson? She's not changing that accent. No. <laughs> Release the peasants! She must mean pheasants. Don't worry, darling, she's a terrible shot. Oh, that was unexpected. My only exposure to Chris Addison really is like panel shows. I just know him for always appearing on panel shows. So when I saw his name on the IMDb list thing, I was like, oh, is he a film director? And I clicked on his thing, and he's not really. No, so this is I, his first, like, big film. He's which, just... Like, that makes... I'm always so curious to people's first film, to see, like, where their strengths really lie in directing. Yep. So I'm... He's really good, especially with timings, with interactions. He seems to really nail. Mm. And that seems like that is a big part of this movie. But, like, which maybe... we've talked about on this show a lot, about the timings of comedy. And yeah. if you can get the timings of comedy, you seem to be able to get every other genre. But it might also be one of those things like, uh, say, let's take Baby Driver for an example. Everyone knew that Edgar Wright was good at comedy, but no one knew he could direct the hell out of a car chase. And everyone's like, where did that come from? And I'm kind of hoping there's a bit of that in there as well, where yeah. there are elements to it. Like, I knew he was good at comedy, but, like, where did this come from? So who should see this film? This looks like a trashy piece of fun <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. yeah, it's not the kind of movie you're going to, pick and analyze and go hang on a minute it's the kind of thing that you it's a little bit of a turn your brain off enjoy the comedy for what it is and you'll have a great time also in cinemas this week long shot the seth rogan charlie's theron political romance comedy 
Top End Wedding. A great Australian rom-com with Miranda Tapsell and Gwilym Lee. You can hear about both of those by clicking on the previous episode and whatever podcast app you're in right now. We want to start a cheerleading club. Who will you be cheering for? Ourselves. Show us what you've got. I always did want to be a cheerleader. I asked my husband, what did he say? Over my dead body. That was fast. Do you ever feel like every time Jackie Weaver gets a big Hollywood role, like you also got the role? <laughs> like I feel like a really proud stage mum with Jackie Weaver. When I saw she's starring alongside Diane Keaton, I was like, oh, my God, we get to meet Diane. <laughs> so I'm very excited about Poms, which from the blurb seems like it might be just for your nans, but from the trailer looks like this is going to be one of those ones that Cambo likes as well. I did like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which surprised me because on the poster, huge letters from the makers of Book Club, a film I really didn't like. <laughs> so I went in super apprehensive. Lower the expectations again. Lower the, That's the trick. Lower the expectations always. My mum has that same reaction with Jackie Weaver. We've kind of followed her career as well. And mum's like, oh, isn't that nice? She's gotten this. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what's this one about? So this one, uh, Diane Keaton plays Martha and she's dying of cancer and she moves into this retirement village. And there she decides to create a cheerleading club with a few other as you said, octogenarians, to live out her teenage dream that she couldn't live when she was a teenager. I put it into the category of, because you're right, it's senior citizen skewed, but there's different subsections of that. There are movies like Book Club, which I I didn't like, and then there's movies like The Great Exotic Marigold Hotel, or Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, uh, which I really really do like because they're very sweet and very wholesome, and you walk out and you're just like, that was nice. That was, what a lovely little time that was. (laughs) And this is way more in the camp of Best Exotic Marigold Hotel than it is like Bad Mums is the other film they're comparing it to on the poster. It's way more Exotic Marigold Hotel. Yeah, that genre that is about older people and the troubles that they go through, but usually in a comedic way, sort of like Grace and Frankie, that's what it reminded me of and that I really love. And these the two main females, Jackie Weaver and Diane Keaton, and their relationship. And it's just a good, solid friendship and it's not reliant on family problems or men problems. It's just a group of women having a really good time. And even though they've all got sciatica or a bad hip and one of them breaks their ankle (laughs) and that, and they're just like, who cares? What if all these people are making fun of us? All these other, uh, the Southern Bells Club is uh, looking down their noses going, older women shouldn't do that that's so inappropriate and they're just like who cares I just want to jump around coming out of this movie you said something I've never heard any human being say what I say which is that you don't really like Diane Keaton oh, that right. much yeah <laughs> which oh, is God. crazy like how you can leave <laughs> <laughs> um but like did, did that she is like the world's mum Diane Keaton a little bit like she's just so sweet and welcoming but really I Diane so. Keaton? I should say current day Diane Keaton, not <laughs> yeah, Annie right. Hall Diane Keaton. Well, I don't think she's changed one bit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like that kind one of... One I is it that like, sort she of is character. the same Annie Hall Diane Keaton from the... When was that? 70s? Yeah, yes, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that I reckon that she is today. She's got that... You know, she's still like... Ch- pushing fashion uh-huh. in her own direction, forgetting what anyone else is doing, really not caring about, like, all the airs and graces that Hollywood demands of her. Actually, you know what? Okay, here, here's where the metaphor works better. She's not your mum. She's your friend's cool mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would say the the scene steal, the best part of the movie, and you mentioned her at the beginning, is Jackie Weaver. Oh, definitely. She is so 
spot on in this mm-hmm. movie. She's so funny. Every scene she's in, she's the best part. So yeah, she's got that accent in the trailer, and you you spoke about bad accents with the hustle. Mm. This looks like she's absolutely nailed that middle America. In any movie that she does an accent, I don't even know that she's Australian. She just does it so well. And yeah, maybe I don't like Diane Keaton <laughs> as much as you do. But Jackie Weaver is definitely the star for me in yeah. this one. She is a ray of sunshine and Diane Keaton is just plodding along and she From wants trailer, to do her own thing. looks like she's got all the punchlines. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's the kind of movie most people will go in to see Diane Keaton and they'll come out talking about Jackie Weaver. Yeah. I've never had a grandma before and now it's like I have eight. You're one of us now, except with higher boobies. <laughs> There's also... One of the only two young characters that are in this. One of them is played by Alicia Bowe, who you might know from 13 Reasons Why. And she's a cheerleader in the high school club that the old women go and do a performance at the high school and they get made fun of. And she feels really bad and ends up being actually blackmailed (laughs) by Jackie Weaver's character to come and help the old people get a routine together. Yeah, I actually quite liked her. When she was first introduced, she is so cartoonishly cliche high school bully that I was like, oh, yeah. no, this is a bit bit on the nose. But by the end of the movie, I genuinely quite liked her. On the other end of the spectrum, the other young character is Jackie Weaver's grandson. Mm. Didn't like him at all. Yeah, he's not in a When people are being so good at what they do and the comedy is really hitting and it does really hit specifically between Jackie Weaver and Diane Keaton, he's just a bit of a damp squib, you know? Like it Aww. just doesn't quite land in that way. So who should see this film? This is a perfect Mother's Day film. It's coming out right before then and it does skew to an older audience. That's what the issues and the women uh, in it are It's all about. But, I mean, Campbell and I had fun in it yeah. as well. So I think it would be a good family film for Mother's Day. Anyone who doesn't know what Avengers means. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's the ultimate counter-programming, isn't it? <laughs> For your chance to win a Village Cinema's Gold Class Double Pass, go to Facebook or Instagram and leave a comment on the Cinema Crew post answering the question. Well, Detective Pikachu is out this week. We want to know what is your favourite Pokemon. Leave that with the hashtag the Cinema Crew and you could win. Next week, don't know, because after a year I'm stepping aside from the Cinema Crew. So, Cambo, why don't you take it from here? Yes, next week we're talking about Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Anyway, that's next week. Until then, thanks, Cambo. Thank you. Thanks, Vari. Thank you. And I'm Kyron Wheatley, and someone will see someone or at the very least hear someone else on The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas.